Evening folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're going to do another episode of the American Soul Podcast tonight. And this is going to be part two on immigration. So we split this episode up and we're going to come back to it now and kind of finish it up. Just to recap a little bit. Well, let me back up, as always, before I get to this. Thank you all so much, folks, for spending a few minutes here with me each day or every few days. Uh, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're driving to work or working out or taking a walk or folding laundry and doing dishes at home or whatever it is that you're doing, folks, while you listen, I'm just grateful that you're here listening. And I'm extremely grateful for those of y'all that think it's noteworthy enough to share with friends or relatives or whoever else, co-workers that it might be. So thank you so much. So last episode, we kind of focused on, well, we didn't kind of, we focused on some verses from the Old Testament. And for those of y'all that are not Christian, it's still vital because our country was based on the principles of Christ, right? You, As I said last episode, say it again, you don't have to be Amer- or Christian in order to be American, but... That's what our country was founded on, so we need to follow those principles. And so we talked through a few different verses about immigration to kind of push back on some of this narrative that people out there like to use, some people who are Christian and some people who are not Christian but like to try and use the Bible as kind of a whipping stick, so to speak. And in this episode, what we're going to do, kind of tie into that, is, is we're going to take some quotes from some of our great leaders, couple presidents. I think I'm going to look at a quote by uh, Booker Washington, Booker T. Washington, and President Washington. And then, real quick, before we get going, I wanted to throw one other quote in, and that is I didn't get a chance to when I recorded the episode. I wanted to throw in a quote by Teddy Roosevelt. So I'm going to read that real quick this is from 1907 and this is president roosevelt in the first place we should insist that if the immigrant who comes here in good faith becomes an american and assimilates himself to us he shall be treated on an exact equality with everyone else for it is an outrage to discriminate against any such man because of creed or birthplace or origin but this is predicated upon the person's becoming in every facet an American and nothing but an American. There can be no divided allegiance here. Any man who says he is an American, but something else also, isn't an American at all. We have room for but one flag, the American flag. We have room for but one language here, and that is the English language. And we have room for but one sole loyalty, and that is a loyalty to the American people. Again, that was President Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt. And, and that one quote alone, I could probably, we could probably talk about for a whole episode. And we will come back to some of his, his comments on immigration. There's so much good there that we really need to unpack. The fact that he's saying, you know, this hyphenated American stuff that we have today, that just isn't going to fly. It's never going to fly. And the people that, that promote it either are too ignorant or they are too malevolent to admit otherwise. It just divides us, right? 
And if you're going to come here, you've got to assimilate, assimilate to our values, meaning you've got to support and strengthen those values. At any rate, as I said, that's for another podcast, and we will come back and hammer that one because there's a lot of great things to be said. So without any further ado, folks, we will get right into this episode, uh, the second part of this episode, and get back to that. And then the second thing is I wanted to read through just a few quotes from some of our presidents. And I really had intended to read through quite a few, but we'll come back to this issue again, I'm sure, at some point. I'll start with George Washington. I've started with him in the past and seems like a pretty good place. First president, right? Founding father. One of his quotes, my opinion with respect to immigration is that except of useful mechanics and some particular descriptions of men or professions, there is no need of encouragement while the policy or advantage of its taking place in a body may be much questioned, for by doing so, they retain the language, habits, and principles, good or bad, which they bring with them. And that was in a letter to John Adams back in 1794. So this was after the country had been around for just a few years. And there's a couple of important things here, I think. One, if the, if the immigrant isn't bringing something to the table, a skill, a set, and this used to be standard immigration policy, if there wasn't some advantage for the country as a whole, some benefit, then we felt no obligation to let them in. There's no requirement that anybody and everybody can come to the United States. That's, that's just not factual. Some people want to pretend like that's true today, but that's not true. Right? A nation has a very reasonable expectation of an immigrant to bring some skill, some trade, some ability to the table to help that nation. And then the second part of this quote, right, is you have to be real careful about who you let in, folks, because if they're going to bring with them, as President Washington said, they're going to bring their language, habits, and principles, good or bad. Well, obviously, you want people coming into your communities, your state, your nation, that bring good principles with them, that bring principles that strengthen and sustain those communities, state, and nation, right? You want people coming in that want to support and defend and strengthen the founding principles of America. There's nothing wrong with that for a nation, and there's nothing wrong with it from a Christian point of view, folks. Uh, This one's kind of interesting, I thought. Booker T. Washington, former slave, quite a few of y'all are familiar with him. To those of the white race who look to the incoming of those of foreign birth and strange tongue and habits, I say... Cast down your bucket where you are. Cast it down among the eight millions of Negroes who shall stand by you with a devotion no foreigner can approach, ready to lay down their lives if need be in defense of yours. Interlacing our industrial, commercial, civil, and religious life with yours 
in a way that shall make the interests on both races one. This is in 1895. It's a couple of great points there, folks. One, we have a responsibility to our own native citizens, our brothers and sisters here in America, before we have a responsibility to anybody outside of America. And the really ironic thing to me here today is he's talking about it from a, a black and white issue, right? Which you could probably still bring that into the argument today. I finally had my first companion of the night. One of our cats decided to join me on our little walk. Oh, and we've got a dog now too all of a sudden. Outstanding. So we have some companionship besides just you and me tonight, folks. At any rate, get back to Washington's quote. The people of your country, theoretically, are automatically going to have a stronger interest, a stronger, they're going to have a stronger devotion to fellow citizens than anybody that comes in. And, and that's always not true. But I, I just thought it was an interesting quote. I'm going to scroll up here just a little bit. There's a great commentary by Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, that we'll have to get to in another, another episode where he talks at length on immigration. But James Madison, another president, our kind reception of immigrants is very proper, but it is dictated more by benevolent than by interested consideration though some of them seem to be very far from regarding the obligations as lying on their side. I think what he was getting at here is we do have a lot of immigrants today that come in and want the rights of citizens, demand the rights of citizens. You see that today quite frequently. They demand to be treated as citizens, but they have no real interest in playing the role of a citizen in strengthening our nation, in strengthening and supporting and standing for our founding principles. Well, it doesn't work that way, folks. There's rights that come with American citizenship, no doubt. But there are also responsibilities, and they are just as heavy as the rights are beneficial. And the biggest one is to sustain and strengthen that nation and you can't do that folks in a Christian nation like America is if you don't stand up for the principles that Jesus Christ taught and the founding principles of our nation based on his teaching let me see if I can get one more in because I know we're pushing right up against the time we'll go with Benjamin Franklin this seems like a good one founding father the importation of foreigners into a country that has as many inhabitants as the present employments and provisions for subsistence will bear will be in the end no increase of people unless the newcomers have more industry and frugality than the natives, and then they will provide more subsistence and increase in the country, but they will gradually eat the natives out. Nor is it necessary to bring in foreigners to fill up any occasional vacancy in a country, for such vacancy will soon be filled by natural generation. This was before our country was a country, this commentary on his, but the really important part of this quote, I think, is this idea that we have to have 
foreigners because no Native Americans will take certain jobs is just ludicrous. In fact, one of the only reasons that's even remotely sustainable, that lie is, is because of the welfare system. If people's only way to survive and provide food for their family was to work, then we would have people that filled those jobs. And I'm not, I'm not buying into the argument there that we don't have people that would fill those jobs anyway, but there's a pretty good case for it right now if you look at the shortage in restaurant workers, for example. Well, a lot of these restaurant workers have discovered that they can make more money in unemployment benefits today than they can working a full-time job. And therefore, when you go out to eat in many places across the country, there is a huge shortage of workers. And it's not because the economy is doing gangbusters. It's because these people have discovered that they can make more by taking money from the government that the government has taken from other people than they can by going out and working themselves for a living. And I think that's pretty in line with what Franklin was talking about here. We've got a lot of people in this country that could do a lot of work if they weren't being as C.S. Lewis, as we talked about some episodes back, if they weren't being just merely a passenger or a parasite on society, right? One of those founding principles is work ethic. One of those teachings in the New Testament, the Bible and Jesus Christ is, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. They all kind of go hand in hand, folks. All right, at any rate, I think I have talked definitely long enough to y'all tonight. I'm sure some of y'all are wondering. I got lost, lost track of time. I really appreciate it, folks. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast with others, word of mouth, and whatever your sphere of influence is, whatever job it is that you do, whatever friends and family you have that you run into, whether it's one or many, spread the truth. Push back against so many of the lies that we see in our culture today. And know that you're not alone. Not even remotely alone. And be encouraged by that. Hope y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day. And we will talk to y'all again real soon.